We all have dreams, whether it's about our personal lives or work accomplishments. To some extent, we all dream. But for many reasons, we actually hold ourselves back. And oftentimes, it's about the risk of simply trying to attain them. But maybe that's where it starts, and we need to change around that perspective. But I would say you need to also look at, you know, what is the risk of you not doing it? And oftentimes, I think the risk of not doing it and not fulfilling your potential as you've defined it for yourself is significantly greater than actually making it happen. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Muma, and thanks for joining us on LJN Radio. This edition of Moving Up the Ladder, we're focusing on the mental and physical preparation that is needed to realize our dreams. Now, our guest has done this in a big way throughout his life, including sailing around the world with his family. On the show with us today is entrepreneur and former Fortune 100 executive Jeremy Cage. Now, Jeremy's also the author of the book, All Dreams on Deck, where he gives you the steps to reach out and attain those amazing dreams we all have. Thanks for joining us today, Jeremy. Well, thanks very much. Great to be here. Now, your book focuses on the dreams people have and not specifically the ones, uh, you know, when we're sleeping, although some people may have that crossover, of course, but more so what we hope to achieve, what we really want out of our either our work lives or personal lives or, or maybe everything together. When you talk about these types of dreams, how do you view them and, and the role they play in all of our lives? Well, I, I actually think, uh, as you probably read in the book, I think that dreams are actually the most powerful force on the planet. Because if you, so that's my starting point is that, you know, this country that we live in started as a dream. Every business, every brand, every, you know, like every service, all, you know, and, but then also every relationship um, and, you know, and all personal achievements all started with a dream. So that's my, that's my foundational premise of the book. Well, and of course, all people have dreams of varying levels and of different things, obviously, depending on what they enjoy or what, even what they might be good at. But how do people often set themselves up to fail when it comes to these dreams or having a dream for themselves? What do you see are some of those common pratfalls they might run into? Well, the, the one that I, the, that I think is one of the key stumbling blocks is that I think that most people um, dream vaguely hmm. and then they dread specifically. So you have a vague dream of what success looks like. I want to, you know, I want to, I don't know, I want to retire early or I want to get that promotion or I want to start this business or I want to lose this amount of weight, whatever. Uh, so we have vague dreams and then the dreads or the obstacles get in the way, you know, like so we, we focus on, on those instead of the, the dreams. So what I challenge readers and, and your listeners to do is to flip that on its head and actually dream specifically and dread vaguely because I find the more specific you can get about the dream, and the more clearly you can articulate that, and the more you'll focus on that, and then you'll just deal with the fears and the obstacles and the dreads one by one. So that's sure. a critical new way of approaching it. When it comes to trying to figure out, though, what specifically you want or, or need as far as attaining that dream, how do you go about doing that? Because to me, it's easy to say, you know, just think specifically or, or you know, really be specific with what you want. But do you need to examine what really makes you happy? How do you kind of get on that path? Because I think a lot of people struggle just with that starting point. So if we step one, for, one step further back, I think uh, I have this concept that I call the lifeboat. And in a lifeboat, if you put everything into a lifeboat, it's going to sink, right? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> it'll be too heavy. So uh, in a lifeboat, you have these things called grab bags, which are the most important things for you to have in that lifeboat. And so I challenge readers to, to, to think about what are the most important grab bags they have in their life, first of all. So for me, it's, you know, it's my work, obviously, but it's also fitness, it's family, it's friends, um, it's my finances, it's my spirit. 
So I have like I, I know that I have like seven or eight important grab bags in my life, and I've got to make sure that I've got a dream for each one of those, and that I, and, and that helps, if you will, set the foundation for how I'm going to go forward. What's important to me, and you know, like and which grab bags are most important to me, and and how I'm going to take those forward. You mentioned there the idea of, you know, there might be different things that are important to you and they each have their own grab bags, essentially. One of the parts of the book that was really fascinating was when you state that work-life balance doesn't exist. And it's interesting to me because you see all the time, you talk with people all the time that, you know, that's the focus. People want work-life balance, work-life balance. That's what having it all really means. Why do you say that work-life balance doesn't really exist? And really, in your mind, why it's important to understand that as a concept that doesn't exist? Well, first of all, I think that work-life balance is a gross oversimplification of us as human beings because it, it sort of divides our life up into two, two bits. There's work and then there's life, and hmm. uh, you've got to balance those two things. And, of course, if one, one of them gets thrown out of whack, then all of a sudden your whole life is thrown out of whack. Sure. I, I, I'm a much bigger believer that there is life balance of which work is an important part. And so if you, if you approach it that way, then I think it's much more reflective of you know, the, the multiple components, if you will, of, of the lives of any human being. And also the benefit to that is if one thing gets thrown out of whack, it's not like all of a sudden your whole life gets thrown out of whack. You've just got one issue that you need to resolve. And I found that, at least in my case, to be a lot healthier. Okay. Along those same lines, and really in talking about being specific, another area that you talk about is being intentional, or I think as you phrased it, climb your ladder of intentionality. What exactly does that mean? How does that play a role in realizing one's dream? Well, I think the first thing, obviously, you got your specific dream, but that's not going to be enough to make it happen. You mm-hmm. need to have a high degree of intentionality to make it happen. And, and uh, I love the ladder of, uh, of intentionality because typically the higher you climb the ladder, the, like, the riskier it gets. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the same with dreams because the more intentional you get behind, you know, behind each of those dreams, uh, sometimes the scarier it gets. But right. You start on the lowest rung, you're just thinking about something. You know, you have the thought, it goes away, no one's the wiser. So there's no intentionality there. It's an important rung on the ladder because that's where a lot of your, you know, like your more important dreams are going to start to be born. But that's, it's, there's no intentionality there. So, you know, you can ramp on that up, you, you write it down, and then you, you or someone else can hold you accountable uh, to, to your dream. Uh, the next, right, ladder up, uh, next rung up on the ladder would be to declare something out loud and really declare it to people, this is what you're going to do. I am going to start this business. Uh, and then I don't think that's actually quite enough. I think you're on the highest rung of the ladder of intentionality when you're not only declaring it out loud, but you're declaring it in such a compelling way that you get everyone else talking about it, hmm. and really holding yourself and others accountable to your success. When you're going through you know, maybe thinking about what you want and being specific and getting it out there, is there any difference in your approach or mentality, or should there be, if your dream that you're focusing on right now relates more to work or the professional side versus maybe something in your personal life? And I understand you're saying it's one life and, and we're trying to find a balance you know, across the board. Does it matter, though, if I'm looking to climb the ladder, so to speak, at my office versus uh, maybe like you, wanting to sail the world with your family? I actually think that the fundamental principles are the same. So if you're if you're trying to start a new business, what is you know, or you're trying to launch a new project, or you're trying to do something at the office, you're you know like you're trying to earn a promotion, uh, then you know I think again I think the more specific you are about that, the higher you know higher your intentionality behind that, 
you know, like the greater the chances of success. Similarly, in, you know, maybe you've got an issue with your relationship with your son or your daughter, for example. Hmm. You know, what, you know, try and get specific about what, okay, you want to repair that relationship, but get as specific as possible about what does, what would success look like? You know, like what you like, how would you know when it's repaired? Right. And the more specific you are, and the more intentional you are to, to deliver that or to get to, to achieve that, again, I just think that it doesn't guarantee success, but it but I think it increases your chances of being able to achieve it. Mm-hmm. One of the things uh, that stood out as well, and we think about society today, and uh, it seems like lots of people want that instant success, whether it's, you know, you look at things like American Idol, that being an easy one to pick on, or, or anything with social media, and we have all this technology at our fingertips, and we think we can have things immediately, you focus a lot on readying yourself, being prepared. Why is that such an important part? And do you think people really stumble at this portion where they think it's just going to happen versus really planning for what you want? Well, yeah, I mean, I think in, I'm not sure who said it, but you know, like you need 10,000 10, hours of practice at anything to be good at it. And mm-hmm. we, we're just not that, we just don't commit ourselves that much anymore. Mm. If you think about, uh, <laughs> If you think about the sailing trip, you know, I talk about, you know, when we took our kids out of the out of school and we sailed around the world for, for 16 months, you know, we would have been very, we had a very specific dream. We were very intentional about it. But if we had just set out with set off without planning and preparing well, it left, it literally could have killed us. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. You had your kids with you. But yes, you're, you're right. That's something it's, that would kill you. <laughs> so, you know, I took marine diesel mechanics. We, we actually got a, a training program so my kids could navigate the boat and actually handle the boat in the case that my wife and I were killed or, or swept overboard. Oh, wow. My wife took, my wife took uh, marine medical training, and she took abandoned ship training. So we did as much preparation and planning as possible. You know, we timed it so that we were going to avoid all of the big storms across around the world. So, you know, you do all that planning and preparation – and, and that's, again, that, that's just going to enable you to succeed. And that same depth of planning and preparation should go into, you know, any of your dreams, no matter how big or small. Like if it's just, it's, okay, it's January, so everyone wants to get fit, right? So what does that actually look like? Get specific about that. And don't all of a sudden, if you've not been going to the gym for 12 months, decide <laughs> that you're going to go seven days a week. You're setting yourself up for failure. Plan and prepare a way to get to that goal in a, in a sustained and sustainable way. I think that's uh, awesome, just the, as you mentioned, the preparation that you and your family took to, to really set yourself up for success. Uh, to your point, maybe it was more motivating because, as you said, you, you could have been killed on any sort of a trip like that. Uh, is that something people could maybe take the mentality a little bit and see it as life or death, no matter what situation they're looking at, that if this is your dream, you should treat it as though uh, this can change your life for the, for the better or for the worse? Well, absolutely. I think that's I, and, and what I challenge people is to to think about is what is the risk of actually not doing it? Because I think we're, we we automatically gravitate to the fact that okay, well, what about the risk of sailing around the world, or mm. the risk of declaring you're going to be the most successful Olympian of all time, or the risk of X or Y, you know? But then there is risk in that, obviously. But I would say you need to also look at you know what is the risk of you not doing it? Mm. And oftentimes, I think the risk of not doing it. And not fulfilling your potential as you've defined it for yourself is significantly greater than actually making it happen. 
Great segue. You must do some uh, interviews because I was going to ask about the idea of potential. You talk about that as far as lots of unrealized potential that happens, whether it's with an individual or with a business, if you're looking at it from that bigger picture. Uh, What exactly do you mean by people not realizing their potential or not tapping into that potential and why that's such an important part of being able to also realize your dreams? Well, I I think, again, I think that it's proven that most businesses and most people will die full of potential as defined by them. It doesn't matter what I believe your potential to be. What's mm-hmm. important is that you, you know, you know what your potential is and you want to try and live up to that. I had, I mean, my father-in-law was, was a, a really terrific man, very successful. And just before he passed away, he pulled out this notebook that, cause he sketched a lot of all of the things that he had invented during the course of his life, but hadn't ever like done anything with. So there was like the surfboard, there was the windsurfer. I mean, there were all sorts of things that he'd had these ideas, but he actually hadn't done anything with them. Mm. So in many ways, it was a book of unrealized potential or a book of unrealized dreams. And I just want to do my best to, to not have that happen to as many people as possible. And is that where the idea of courage comes in? Because that's another theme that comes up in your book. Absolutely, because the first three things, the dreaming specifically, the being intentional, and the, and the planning and preparation don't mean anything if you actually don't build your courage muscle and then actually metaphorically set sail. So, you know, we did all of this planning and preparation to sail, to sail around the world, but at the end of the day, at some point, we actually had to untie the boat <laughs> out across 3,000 miles of open ocean in the Atlantic uh, at some point, we had to actually do that because, you know, no matter of planning and preparation um, was going to supplement us actually having the courage to go. Mm-hmm. I, won't, I, I won't pretend that we weren't scared the first night out, you know, like we're sailing away from the, the African coast across the, the Caribbean and we're thinking, wow, we're going to be at sea for 21 days. I hope we've done everything <laughs> right and this and the other. But we had to pluck up the courage to do that. Now, not every dream, of course, is a sail around the world dream. So, I, so I don't mean to say that it's a, every single time you need to pluck up the life or death courage to cross an ocean. It may also just take courage to, to again, to get to the gym three days a week, you know, and, you know, like you, you take little steps and, you know, sort of build your courage and then you'll build that muscle. So when you have the big dreams, you'll actually uh, you'll actually have the courage to make them happen. Now, you've mentioned it a couple times uh, as far as sailing around the world, and you, know, you said it was you, your wife, and your two children. I'm sure people are wondering, one, how old were your children, and two, how would you describe the experience uh, of doing that? Well, my son was 12, and my daughter was 10. Wow. This gets to specificity, though, Tim. You know, we said we want to go when the kids are old enough that they can remember it, they can help, it can shape them, and et cetera. But we also wanted to go when they were young enough that, that we weren't going to mess up high school mm-hmm. and girlfriends, and that we also, they were young enough to still be okay hanging out with mom and dad. <laughs> Those of your, if your listeners who have, who have uh, kids, you know, that's a pretty small window. So that meant, I mean, my wife and I said, well, that means we have to go when Bradley's 12 and Elaine is 10, which meant we, need to get, we needed to go in 2007. So if we were going to go in 2007, then what do we need to do to enable that to happen? So that's what I mean by the more specific you are about your dream, right. you know, the, then the more likely you are to be able to make it happen, as opposed to just saying, one day I'd like to sail around the world with my kids. Sure. 
So can you give us any sort I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of highlights. Uh, is there anything that you would want to tell people about what happened on that journey or maybe one uh, one scary moment and one terrific moment? Uh, anything you want to give us? I'm sure, you know, you could tell stories for days and days, but uh, is there anything that stands out that you want to mention? Well, I mean, the whole the whole voyage was was an incredible experience for the family. And when I when I actually proposed this sabbatical to PepsiCo, which is where I was working at the time, I said it was going to test my leadership in ways that it could never be tested behind a desk. And that was that certainly happened in spades. Test my courage, all of my abilities, basically. We got in a in a pseudo hurricane for uh, I say pseudo hurricane because it was right on the border of a tropical, you know, violent tropical storm and hurricane. We were stuck in that for three days straight in between New Caledonia and Australia. That was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty, a pretty scary time. You know, in 60 foot waves and 60, 60 knot winds for three days is, wow. uh, is pretty harrowing. But again, we had planned and prepared well. And so luck, and there was also a dose of luck in there. You know, uh, it all worked out okay. Jeremy, uh, terrific stuff. Uh, I do encourage everyone out there to check out the book, All Dreams on Deck, Charting the Course for Your Life and Work. I mean, the guy sailed around the world with his wife and two young kids. Uh, I think you should listen to a few of the things he says. Jeremy, thanks a lot for joining us today. Tim, thanks very much. Appreciate it. That is all the time we have on this edition of Moving Up the Ladder. Once again, we are speaking with Jeremy Cage, author of All Dreams on Deck. It's a great read that allows you to truly reach for your career and personal aspirations. Now, if you'd like to give us feedback on this or any of our shows or give us some suggestions for future topics, send an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com or tweet at the LJN. Either way works for us. And if you want to check out any of our previous shows, you can go to iTunes and search LJN Radio or head to localjobnetwork.com slash resources. Everything there complimentary for you as well. Thank you once again for listening. I'm Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.